Today on Cross Radio. Uh, of course, uh, alam naman natin yung concept ng postmodernism. Sinabi na kanina na i-defined na kanina na it questions uh, the absolute truth. Siguro isang area ng church life na uh, very subtle na pasok na tayo ng postmodernistic spirit uh, sa aspect siguro ng preaching. Uh, sometimes maraming pastors ngayon sila yung nagdi-determine kung ano yung good for the congregation, good for the church, like yung mga how-tos. Uh, wala naman akong against totally sa ganitong mga topics, pero yung agenda kasi behind this, uh, what we call that, yung ganitong uh, sistema, uh, meron silang kaisipan na kapag uh, ganito yung uri ng preaching that they bring to the people of God, they will grow. Parang sila yung nagdi-determine kung ano ba yung dapat nilang ipakain sa plak ng Panginoon. Samantalang sinabi na sa scriptures kung ano yung kailangan para maging healthy yung plak ng Panginoon. We must feed them with a pure word. So, we must preach the word. It's, it should not be the our own uh, assessment kung ano ba yung tama para sa church ni Lord. Joining Twister in a series of special episodes we will specifically call Crosstalk on Postmodernism Our Christian ministers in their various fields Jake Kenyosa for the youth Darrell Roque for young adults Kiano Rosales for campuses and Dennis Cortez for legal counsel For the past few weeks we have talked about the gospel's content and context And now, we gear ourselves to talk about culture. We will talk about postmodernism, the relevant church, and the shape-shifting world. And of course, let these issues face the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. This we will call Crosstalk. Will the gospel survive this postmodern, post-truth, post-Christian world? Stay tuned in. This is the second slice of our crosstalk on postmodernism. Welcome to Cross Radio. Two thousand years ago, a man hung there on the cross claiming two major claims. One, that he is God, the Lord of the entire universe, and second, that he is the Messiah the one sent to save his people from sin, death, and Satan. The Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus of Nazareth, lived in human flesh, died, and rose again on the third day. This is the good news about the good God doing the good work of saving sinners for his good name. It's all about Jesus. Recording in the City of Smiles, Philippines, you are listening to this Crosscast episode where we do our very best to lead people to the person and work of Christ through the ministry of His Word. We believe and repent of our sins and yes, follow Him as Lord and Savior. It's all about Jesus. Stay tuned in, listen intently, open your Bibles joyfully, and surrender your hearts fully. This is Cross Radio, the Christocentric word to the Christo-needing world.
I believe that we cannot know everything. I believe that our minds are finite and we know that finite minds cannot comprehend the infinite. We, we absolutely know that. That's truth that we need to understand. We cannot know the full extent of God's, uh, of God's mind. Who can know His mind? Uh, it is even biblical. The, the point here that, that we need to understand is that although God is incomprehensible or what you've just said, undiscoverable, truth is knowable. And truth is revealed. That is why anything that is revealed in the scriptures, of course, we, we, we don't need to go to general revelation or to special revelation. But of course, those things are very important. You cited a while ago, Book of Genesis. And Book of Genesis is um, a book of the Bible. Citing that would mean... Would that mean that when you cite the book of Genesis, would that mean that you're proud? Here's the question for postmodern thinkers. If someone is citing the scriptures or the Bible with certainty and with proper interpretation, does that mean that that person is proud? I think uh, it's an expression of trust because that person believes what God has said is the norm of truth. So for me, trust and humility, although different terms, go together. They are inseparable. The one who trusts in the Lord somehow expresses humility before God. Amen to that, right? And <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I, I agree with that 100%. But even if I don't agree with it 100%, that's still the truth. <laughs> that's still the truth. Here's Keanu. Uh, they mentioned, no, no, no. You, you, you cannot know God fully. But the, the point there is you can know Him truly. You can be certain about things that he has said in the scriptures. And that's the truth. That's what you can stand on. That, that's what you can ground yourself. So, it, is, it, is, it does not mean that you cannot comprehend something. It is, not, it is no longer truth. If what, what, what you have understood about it is actually cert, has certainty. So, ma, for example, when it comes to the character of God, you, do, you, you cannot comprehend His sovereignty. For example, ang gakalatabo sa tonsubong, pandemic, earthquakes, you cannot comprehend the reason why God is allowing that. But you can know in the scriptures that the Lord is actually in control of those things. He is actually the, the reason why there are uh, succession of kings. He is taking king. Uh, he is replacing those who are on the throne. He is, he is capable of sending the winds and the waves. So that that is something that is knowing something certain although that is not something that is not, not knowing everything about it is going on. So um, um point sinadere siguro is this. There are truths in the scripture which the Lord has seen fit to show us in which we can actually 100% based our faith on. So pwede tada siya tindugan and count that as actually the standard as something that we can hold on to that kung sa dayan amo na ang ma-define sang truth kag sang aton worldview how we how we view things there is a kalibutan and also uh inang gathink somehow gathink lang ko balhaw mabako possibly ga pamati kasi ni and you are still way gathink at this very moment am i a postmodern thinker or am I a, a Christian who is really absorbed by the scriptures ang akon nga mindset how, the, how I think how I act so I encourage you uh, ikaw nga gapamati subong 
you you actually think uh, why do I believe the things that I believe in uh, first and foremost and then you go back to the scriptures what does the Lord has said about himself about the world about you for example so you can even in just in just in the book of Genesis you can you can answer those questions right away and you can see there the God who is actually truth Thank you very much, uh, Keanu. We have Pastor Jake, the birthday boy, once again. Um, for me, siguro, ano, um, always will end up nga nag-disagree. Hindi ka dyan pwede nga ang truth and ang evil mag-upod. Um, like for example, um, because uh, postmodern thinkers always they rely on feelings or their mindset but the truth is always based on what the scripture says and so again uh, like Keanu says Pastor Darrell attorney always the um maga end up with per me nga it's either you will agree or uh, you will stand this is uh, a, a question that wraps up our first question. <laughs> Just to sound a little bit of, of a genius for a bit. No? So uh, here's the thing. God is incomprehensible, but God is knowable through Christ found in scriptures. God is knowable. You can know God because God has revealed himself generally in creation and especially in scriptures toward, and Christ himself the the point that i'm i'm going to drive here is this question is it also possible that the culture's downgrade the fall of our generation towards postmodernism is because his people has lost their own trust and surrender to the authority and sufficiency of scriptures is it possible that the problem is not really with the world? The problem is within the church itself? That we have lost our confidence and grounding in the authority and sufficiency of scriptures? Actually, what Twister is saying here, though, a Christian, uh, basic level, ang authority sa iyang life is not himself. It is, it is actually the Lord and he knows what the Lord wants him to do through the scriptures. So, atong, atong, atong hambal ni Twister nga, is it possible that the, that the reason why nagagrow ang postmodern thinking is because the church itself is not grounded in the authority in scriptures? Uh, I, uh, somehow, I am saddened to say that I think it is it is so. Uh, there is there is a an issue nga uh, sometimes, you know, when you go to churches, when you ask them, what is their philosophy in the ministry? Let me give you an example. What is their philosophy? How do they conduct their worship? Most of the answers that you will get is actually the opinion of the pastor or the tradition of the church, which is at the end of the day is not inerrant. So, ang problem, uh, ang pinaka-problem at, at the end of the day is that ang practice ng church, ang practice ng Christian, 
hindi siya nagarut sa scripture, hindi siya nagarut sa word. And there are so many things na he wants to do that is actually not found in the word of God. Although he may say that he wants it, wants to do it out of creativity, uh, out of wanting to be relevant to the world. But the point is, as what we have discussed earlier, true relevance actually comes when you stay faithful to the scriptures. Because if there's one thing that is going to last forever, it is the word of God. Christ himself says, everything will fade away, but my, my word will remain. So that is why the churches actually should be reformed in such a way that they should go back to the scriptures. That they should go back na ang scripture, ang standards, ang ilang uh, worship. Ang scripture, ang standard, how they conduct, uh, how they add members to the church. The scripture should be the, 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 the standard, the arbiter on how to do ministry. How should I pastor preach? How should, I, how should the church uh, function inside the society? So, kung hindi na founded ang church, it is no question that the, even the church will become postmodern. Even the, the members inside the church will think, what is best for me? As what we have cited earlier, uh, ev- ang, ang, ang issue regarding sa, sa time of the judges is that everyone in the people of God is doing what is right in his own eyes. They are the people of God, but they are doing what is right in their own eyes. So in a way, actually, they reflect what Eve and Adam did in the Garden of Eden. They are doing, they are b- being autonomous sa, from the Lord which is, at the end of the day, is disobedience to God. Because kung lang taon ginaton, ang call sa church is actually obedience to the Word of God. Kung possibly, every aspect of the church and every aspect of the Christian should be, uh, ang tawag na da nila sa mga reformers, no? Coram Deo, living before the the presence of God under the the, the uh under the authority of the scriptures for the glory of God. So, ang, ang problema kisa is that we try to, re- to do things that we think uh, what is best for us instead of what the Lord has said which is what is best for Himself and for His glory. Which is at the end of the day, postmodernism ang mga nga thinking kay kita ang define sa truth ko anong nami para sa ginoo hindi ang ginoo who is the truth ang nagadefine ko anong nami para sa aton kagawa anong nami para sa yako galingon thank you so much uh, that was John MacArthur of Kabangkalan <laughs> the first part of his of his answer Kiano sounded like a lot like John MacArthur but when he said Coram Deo he sounded like R.C. Sproul <laughs> and uh, the first modernist was actually the serpent who went against the very truth of God, did God really say? So, the spirit of postmodernism happened way beyond the 90s or even the 20th century. Even beyond uh, the heretics, Pelagius, Martian, or a name, name almost um, everyone. It is the devil himself. So, we see it not uh, in the world. The problem is it is found even inside our churches right now. And uh, this, uh, this is again uh, a a way uh, a question that uh, that was not really rehearsed. But what what does it look like for a church to be postmodernistic? We are living in postmodern generation. 
But we can see the dangers that even inside the church, there is postmodernism, the philosophy, the mindset, the, the thinking that is um, grounded on, did God really say? So, do you have any uh, thoughts on that? What does it look like for a church to be postmodernistic? Pastor Jake again, birthday boy, all right! Well, um, very obvious that man is the center of the ministry and not the not the scripture anymore. The authority of everything what is doing in the church um, from from the principle and how they treat the scripture really reflects and will display, will show how you do the ministry. Thank you very much, Pastor Jake. He's single, he's available, and he's biblically grounded. <laughs> All right, uh, Pastor Darrell? Uh, of course, uh, alam naman natin yung concept ng postmodernism. Sinabi na kanina, na-defined na kanina na it questions uh, the absolute truth. Siguro isang area ng church life na Uh, very subtle na pasok na tayo ng postmodernistic spirit uh, sa aspect siguro ng preaching. Uh, sometimes maraming pastors ngayon, sila yung nagdi-determine kung ano yung good for the congregation, good for the church, like yung mga how-tos. Uh, wala naman akong against totally sa ganitong mga topics, pero yung agenda kasi behind this uh, what we call that yung ganitong uh, sistema, uh, meron silang kaisipan na kapag uh, ganito yung uri ng preaching that they bring to the people of God, they will grow. Parang sila yung nagdedetermine kung ano ba yung dapat nilang ipakain sa plak ng Panginoon. Samantalang sinabi na sa scriptures kung ano yung kailangan para maging healthy yung plak ng Panginoon. We must feed them with a pure word. So we must preach the word. It's it should not be the our own uh, assessment kung ano ba yung tama para sa church ni Lord. Thank you very much Pastor Darrell. Uh, indeed it is the Bible or the word of God that really grows the church because um, the spirit of God works through the word of God and with that working of the spirit the people of God is fed for the glory of God. At the end of the day, when, when the word is authority and is sufficient over the church, the church doesn't only grow, the church is really glorifying God, is enjoying the glory of God. So that's that's our that's our mindset. We have um, attorney to give us a his thoughts on, on what a postmodernist church is or what it looks like. The, the obvious answer to that is a postmodernist church will, of course, adopt the main features of uh, postmodernism, which, uh, bottom line, is uh, involves the rejection of the concept of truth or the concept of absolute uh, truth.
Again, thank you for listening to Cross Radio. This is our ministry of God's Word to the world. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast platforms and our Facebook page. Just search for Cross Radio PH. Again, Cross Radio PH. Click like and follow us for regular updates. Share us to as many friends and family on Facebook. Also, I would like to ask you to pray for this ministry. Partner with us through your prayers. Pray for this ministry to really serve you and other listeners globally and together we will glorify God by enjoying Him every day. Thank you so much. I hope you see more of God today. Enjoy Him deeply and truly. And now back to our Cross Radio episode. At the end of the day, when when the word is authority and is sufficient over the church, the church doesn't only grow. The church is really glorifying God, is enjoying the glory of God. So that's that's our that's our mindset. We have um, attorney to give us a his thoughts on on what a postmodernist church is or what it looks like. The obvious answer to that is a postmodernist church will, of course, adopt the main features of uh, postmodernism, which, uh, bottom line, is uh, involves the rejection of the concept of truth or the concept of absolute uh, truth. Now, l- let me just uh, say, no, na I assume that many of uh, the listeners of this podcast will be Christians and uh, Christian leaders. It will be probably, be, it will be very rare that uh, a non-believer will, will listen, although we hope there will also be non-believers listening. And I think the uh, Christian leaders will be interested in knowing uh, what their non uh, Christian friends uh, think about us, think about our position, our beliefs. So let me expound on this a bit before I go back to your question. To the mind of the uh, postmodern, uh, uh, Christ- uh, I mean non-Christian or person, uh, we, we will really look uh, arrogant uh, to them, no, because they can they, they live in a in a pluralistic world. It's no longer monolithic. There are a plurality plurality of uh, views. There are multiple uh, uh, worldviews, and uh, you mentioned the world the, the word uh, we have we have to get along. It's a it's a matter of peace and harmony in the uh, country or in the world. If we if we don't, no. So um, because of these multiple views, you are constraint in a sense to give everyone an, an equal voice no and it would be arrogant to, to 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 just take it for granted at the very first instance that christianity is really superior it's the only truth and the implication of that is if if christianity is the is absolutely absolutely true the implication of course is everything else is uh, false if it contradicts uh, christianity that is what the non believer today uh cannot accept and in fact they think it's it's dangerous they think uh, all the more christianity cannot contribute to world peace and and harmony because it is adversarial and controversial and provo- provocative at the very first instance 
and 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 that's why uh, we, we will have a problem reaching out to them and they will have a problem uh, li- listening to us because our premises to them are unacceptable and not only unacceptable uh, in fact unhelpful no? G- given the kind of world we live in and a kind of peace which we want so so my, my thinking is we, we have to in a sense with God help with God's help ex- explain to them why we believe what we what we believe but in a way that does not repeat the mistake of modernism because yeah okay um, uh, McDowell's uh, books uh, evidence that demands a verdict uh, were helpful during Uh, his time no but but th- there was something of, of a flaw there no if I, if we may call it that because it assumed that uh, the mere attempt to prove something can really convince a a, a, a person but people nowadays uh, that can be a trap eh? that can be a trap because if you say okay christianity is the truth then they will say prove it and that's where you will have an endless uh, uh, discussion Now, just to get ahead of, of myself, of course, I believe that uh, Christianity is the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. But if I just say it, it sounds arbitrary to them. It's uh, we, we have a term for that in law. Eh? It's uh, assumption, assumption non probata, assuming without proof. And they're going to ask you for the proof. Yes, there is a proof, but the problem is The problem is, and this is where we really have to go back to the scriptures. Yeah, Romans 1. The problem is the heart. Some things are really very obvious. And 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 the obviousness of this, uh, the self-evidentness of these truths are not merely intellectual. They are moral. They, they, they're a matter of conscience, right and wrong. But the problem is we live in a day where conscience has been seared. So much of the truth and power of the scriptures uh, uh, lies in the fact that the truths that it presents are moral, spiritual truths which penetrate the heart and the conscience. Okay? And and uh, the, the, this is the way that the Holy Spirit makes the presence of Jesus real to To people but the problem is hearts are are hardened and as far as the mind is concerned the mind can always concoct a lot of ways to you know to, to deny and suppress the, the truth i was telling you uh, a while ago of, of that example of uh, uh, a conservative uh, radio uh, i mean uh, host uh, asking a liberal professor uh, can can men uh, what's this become pregnant And the liberal professor answered, yes, they can. Some at least can. And he was, of course, thinking of women who transitioned into men. And that's what we are up against. But as I mentioned to Keanu uh, a while ago, there are, there are certain truths which which really, you know, which are just so obvious. No? And you can just deny them merely on, on, merely on the intellectual level but when push comes to shove you cannot deny them in your heart like for example the reality of love is love just the you, know, you, you don't prove love no pero is it just merely the result of the of chemical interactions in, in your brain is it i mean is it as prosaic as, uh, as that that's that's very reductionistic though no? but but 
That's what people do nowadays on the level of their heads. But when it comes to their hearts, it's different because they will die for people whom they love, even if they do not believe that uh, love is more than scientific reductionism. Even if they believe that love is uh, merely chemical interactions. So th- th- that's what I'm trying to say. There are certain moral, spiritual truths in the heart which the gospel addresses and which proves the reality of the, the gospel. Uh, let me give you an analogy. No? When, when uh, Moses threw the rod and it transformed into a serpent, so did, so did uh, the rods of the other magicians. But the rod of Moses, the serpent of Moses, it swallowed everything up. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, the uniqueness of Christianity, the power of Christ, the power of the gospel, which is the power of salvation, must be manifested. Its truth is not merely you know, a solution of intellectual dilemmas or answered intellectual questions. It's a matter of addressing the, hung- the real hungers of the hearts and the, the, the realities of the human spirit. Those things which make us human, which only the Word of God and Christ Himself addresses because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the uh, mouth of God. Can scientific materialism or reductionism ad- address the hunger for the heart of the heart for human love, for sympathy, for comfort, for, 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 for spiritual comfort and and uh Uh, things like that. And, and going back, Pastor Darrell, to what you, you said a while ago, you were very correct in saying that actually this uh, this usurpation of God, no, that's really what is happening. Because what people are doing is they reject God, so there's no transcendent basis for truth, uh, globally speaking, cosmologically speaking, but individually they've taken the place of God. And actually they reject absolute truth, but not for themselves. They have established absolute truth at least within their, the limited jurisdiction of their individuality. So what is really happening here is that, is that they have played God for, for, for themselves. They've rejected God, replaced Him with Himself, rejected truth, but replaced it with their own truth. And the, 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 the only goal of it all, the only end of it all is so that they may live as they please. So balik tatuakyano sa ginambal mo so that they might uh, do whatever is right in their own eyes. The only problem is there is a way that seems right to a man but the end thereof is death. So the, the problem is spiritual it's really the heart and if I may just add, add a, little, a little more thing. That's where the gospel comes in. That's where uh, everything else uh, collapses and the gospel stands like the, the, like the rod of, of Moses. Here is where the gospel swallows up everything. Because every other ideology, every other philosophy, every other religion, it's all about self absolute uh, sovereignty over myself even if no one agrees that, that idolatry it's it's the it's the genesis uh, edenic uh, temptation once again you, man I, i want to be god diba if you eat of the fruit you will be like god but the gospel is different here is where it's unique man wants to become god god became man And in so doing, God proved the truth, but in a way which we did not expect and which did not comply with our terms because it's God who defines the terms. Truth is personal, but it's not subjective in this individual. 
it's not privatized that's the, the very good word it's personal because truth is not more it's not merely possessed but is a person the only person who matters who holds everything together that's why when i discuss sometimes with, with others my my only point is this i don't even have to prove the scriptures anymore what do you say of jesus christ because if he is who he is automatically the scriptures are vindicated and validated if he really rose from the dead then tapos na ang storya what else insist what you want but if he is who he is if he is the king of kings and lord of lords and he proved it by fulfilling prophecy thereby vindicating and confirming the old testament and vindicating and validating all that the new testament will be by virtue of his command to his disciples to to teach what uh, i have told you and if he will return as he promised then truth is established because it is truth is not detached propositions of truth it's a person who backs up what he says <laughs> iron yes and he came down and proved himself but the problem is not the problem is not is not that there is a lack of proof there is abundant proof the problem is the light shineth in the darkness men love darkness it's a matter of the heart The answer is there all along. It's there in the New Testament. People just read it, have to read it, and they have. I mean, okay, you reject, you reject it. What food and nourishment is left for your hearts? Let's see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we we don't need to go back to Jacques Derrida or Michel Foucault in understanding what um, postmodernism is. We simply need to go back to what the Scripture says back to the Garden of Eden because it all um, stitches itself up there. For example, the serpent's words did God really say was an attack to the truth but it was in essence attacking the heart of their hearts which is them wanting to become like God. So when you attack the truth, you attack God himself. So so the point here that, that a thorn in all of us are trying to say is that there are uh, a person has an inside work or an inside job that is the working of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. But there is also an outside factor. The problem is we think that evidence is the outside factor in order for a person to believe. But the outside factor in order for... Uh, this is what happened. In postmodernism, people were were really exhausted, just as what you have said, exhausted with rationalism is exhausted with reductionism because people tried to reduce everything to reason, to reasonable terms. And what happened here was that we think that the evidence, outside evidence, would prove that God exists and then that person will believe. But if you look at the scriptures from the point of view of Adam and Eve had all the reasons, but they still fell. Moses and the Israelites had all the miracles in front of them, but stay, still they did not believe. They were a, a stiff-necked generation. Um, the Jews in Jesus' time, they had everything. They had Jesus, but still they did not believe. The problem was not the lack of evidence. Romans 1 is telling us, but the suppression of it, that's the problem. So the point, the outside force is not the evidence. The outside force If we go back once again to Romans 1, is the gospel. Not the evidence, 
not even the magical or the miracles or the scientific or anything. It's the gospel. The gospel on the outside because it is a news outside of us. Then on the inside, the Holy Spirit is working. So now we go to the heart of our discussion, the gospel. This is what we are trying to understand. Postmodernism is a setting. It's it's the the time that we are living in. The question, our million dollar question is this. So how can the gospel, the true gospel survive in the postmodern age? How can the gospel of a god man who lived, died and rose again survive in this generation of absolute truth being disintegrated this absolute truth being torn into pieces in the stage of the postmodern halls of intellectualism and emotion oh no we will end this episode for the meantime and continue with the next part of the message on our upcoming crosscast episode I am so sorry, but actually thankful nonetheless because I know that you will be so excited for the continuation of this message next week. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and following our Facebook page, Cross Radio PH. In fact, this is not just a page for you to like or share, although we highly appreciate it. But Cross Radio is a ministry of God's Word to the world. Here we share regularly, if not daily, either a blog post, an article, a podcast entry from our resident students of the Word, specifically geared to reaching listeners who wants to hear God through His Word, and by all means, by God's grace and for God's glory, do it in a manner that rightly divides the truth and magnifies the name of Christ. Message me privately via Cross Radio for comments, suggestions, and prayer requests Or you can visit our blog site at www.crossph.wordpress.com. If you are a child of God, if you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, I challenge you to make this your ministry as well. Go and share this to family and friends and together listen to or read God's word in faith and in joy. We are so excited on what will transpire soon, praying that indeed God will be magnified the most And people will enjoy their deepest through the Christocentric word. This is your quarantine companion, Cross Radio. Have a good and godly day.